The truth is under assault in America. The other day, President Joe Biden was delivering a campaign speech in South Carolina. He was talking about the stakes of the presidential race and the threats to democracy in the U.S. when all of a sudden... He was interrupted by a group of protesters calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. And this has happened before. Progressives in his own party have been grilling Biden for months over his ongoing support of Israel, even as the Palestinian death toll in Gaza has soared. Some have even branded him with a nickname, Genocide Joe. I understand their passion, and I've been quietly working. I've been quietly working with the Israeli government to get them to reduce and significantly get out of Gaza. That word genocide, it's a serious, serious thing to be associated with, even if it's just a nickname. But this week, the government of South Africa is taking Israel to court, saying that yes, what's going on in Gaza is indeed a genocide, that Israel is intentionally directing attacks against civilians designed to destroy them as a group. Now, Israel has strongly rejected those claims and says it's doing everything it can to avoid harming civilians while exercising self-defense under complicated circumstances. But it will now have to make that argument in front of a panel of judges. The ICJ has never found a state to be directly responsible for genocide. So if this does happen, it will be setting a huge precedent. Today, a look at whether this unprecedented case against Israel could halt the war and how it could impact its closest allies. From CNN, this is Tug of War. I'm David Rhine. Abbas al-Lawati is a CNN digital editor. He works on one of our newsletters, Meanwhile in the Middle East, which I have to say I highly, highly recommend. We'll actually leave a link in our show notes if you want to check it out. I spoke to him on Tuesday evening. Abbas, South Africa has brought a genocide case against Israel, and court proceedings in the International Court of Justice in The Hague get underway on Thursday. So can you explain this case for us? Like, what is South Africa alleging here? So South Africa is accusing Israel of violating the Genocide Convention in its war on Hamas and Gaza. It says that Israel is engaged in, is engaging in, and risks further engaging in genocidal acts against the Palestinians uh, in the territory. And it says Israel's acts there are intended to bring about the destruction of a quote-unquote substantial part of the Palestinian national, racial, and ethnical group. But to put things in perspective, the Genocide Convention was drawn up in 1948, partly in response to the Holocaust after the World War. Mm. And um, Israel is a signatory to that convention, which automatically gives the International Court of Justice jurisdiction over it. And how is Israel responding to these allegations? So Israel has called South Africa's case a blood libel, suggesting that it's motivated by anti-Semitism. And it's called out the country for double standards, saying it uh, failed to act when there were people dying in Syria or Yemen and has cherry-picked this cause to take Israel upon. There's nothing more atrocious and preposterous than this claim. We will be there in the International Court of Justice and will present proudly our case of using self-defense under our most inherent right under international humanitarian law. 
But it's also chosen to fight the case. Um, and it's appointed a very prominent former Supreme Court president to be judge uh, on the panel. For context, uh, the ICJ has 15 judges from the ICJ uh, from all over the world. Uh, but parties in cases like this one, that the one Israel is facing, are allowed to appoint one judge each. So in this mm. case, uh, Israel has its own judge and South Africa has its own judge, bringing the panel to 17 judges. Experts say that uh, Israel probably doesn't have much of a choice other than to fight the case, considering that's a signatory to the uh, to the Genocide Convention, but also that it's in its interest to do so uh, because it would want to clear its name given how grave the accusation is. Can we take a step back here, though, because we hear the term genocide kind of get thrown around a lot, but what is the legal definition as we're talking about it in this context of the International Court of Justice? Yeah, it's very important to see the definition. And the UN defines it as an act committed with intent to destroy in whole or in part a national, ethnical, racial or religious group. Mm. Uh, the term itself was developed partly in response to the systematic murder of Jews during the Holocaust. So like when we hear about Israel using these so-called dumb bombs or just not being precise and targeted in, in its fight against Hamas, that may not necessarily link up with this kind of broader definition of genocide, right? No, and South Africa has made it very clear that it appreciates the difference between war crimes uh, and a genocide. And it has said uh, that in this case, Israel specifically is accused of committing a genocide. So there have been accusations of war crimes as well, uh, but genocide is a much more grave uh, accusation. It's probably, legal experts say that it is the most grave accusation a state could face in an international court. We'll be right back. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support, your sleep number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. We're back with Tug of War and my conversation with CNN's Abbas al-Lawati. And have we ever seen a case of genocide like this be brought before a court? Yes, several times. Um, there was a case uh, of genocide against a former Yugoslavia. Prosecutors say what Mladic believed to be his greatness was in fact ethnic cleansing and genocide. It would reach its climax with the massacre at Srebrenica, July 11, 1995, more than three years into this brutal war. His soldiers slaughtered more than 7,000 Muslim men and boys who tried to flee. 
also Ukraine took uh, used the genocide convention to take uh, Russia to the ICJ. I speak about this because Russia calls it a military operation and not a war. But look what happened in Bucha. It's clear that is not even a war. It's a genocide. It just killed people, not soldiers, people. They just shot people in the streets. There have been cases, but what's important is that no state has ever been found by the ICJ to have been directly responsible for a genocide. Mm. There has, in, in the former Yugoslavia case, there was, um, I believe, a, a situation where uh, a party was found to have failed to prevent a genocide. We see no reason to be accused of crime of genocide against any one people. But no state in the 75 years since the Genocide Convention, or 74 years since the Genocide Convention was signed, the ICJ has never found a state to be directly responsible for genocide. So if this does happen, it will be setting a huge precedent. And so what are the possible consequences here in this case? Because I realize like these international court proceedings can sometimes take years and years and years. Yeah. So I think I think it's important to remember that researching this is going to is a cumbersome process. It could take years to establish whether Israel was responsible in any way for a genocide, whether directly or indirectly. Uh, like I said, this has never happened before. But I think what the world's eyes are on now is the other thing that South Africa has asked for. And South Africa has asked for an injunction to the war that would order a halt to the war. Now, the reason this is the one that we should be looking at immediately is because experts say that that could come within a week of the hearings this week. Mm. And the record, experts say, shows that the threshold uh, for issuing such orders, such injunctions, has been quite low. The ICJ issued an injunction uh, against Russia, uh, and it's happened before that as well. So they could say, like, you guys need to stop this war while we kind of play out some more legal proceedings. But if that happens, what are the odds that Israel would comply? Because it doesn't seem like they want to take their foot off the gas. Well, experts say that it's very unlikely that Israel will comply. I think what's important here uh, is how Israel's allies respond to a possible injunction because it, this is legally binding. It's not just legally binding on the on the party that is involved in this case, but it's also legally binding for every other signatory mm. to the Genocide Convention, which means that they will be obliged, for example, perhaps to reconsider arms sales to Israel. Mm. Um, experts say that there could be uh, possible sanctions on Israel from third parties. So like other countries wouldn't want to be associated with Israel in that case? Yeah, there will be reputational damage. It's something that could cause a lot of embarrassment to Israel's allies, namely the United States. We know that the Biden administration has acknowledged that uh, Israel's bombings in Gaza are indiscriminate, but the U.S. has nonetheless continued to send weapons to Israel. That could become a problem, uh, experts say, uh, if that happens. We believe the submission against Israel to the International Court of Justice distracts the world from all of these important efforts. And moreover, the charge of genocide is meritless. It's particularly galling, given that those who are attacking Israel, Hamas, Hezbollah, the Houthis, as well as their supporter Iran, continue to openly call for the annihilation of Israel and the mass murder of Jews. 
most Western states, most of Israel's allies, are parties to the Genocide Convention, and they haven't been known to publicly oppose um, rulings in the past, so it might put them in a very, very awkward position. Mm, really interesting. Abbas, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Tug of War is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Paolo Ortiz and me, David Rind. Our senior producer is Haley Thomas. Dan DeZula is our technical director. And Steve Lichtai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. We get support from Alex Manasseri, Robert Mathers, John Dionora, Lenny Steinhardt, Jameis Andres, Nicole Pesaru, and Lisa Namorow. Special thanks to Caroline Patterson and Katie Hinman. We will be back on Friday with another update. Talk to you then. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.